What if you had to go through life with one arm tied behind your back? What if you were just missing an arm altogether? How do you think you'd fare? We're going to look into that on today's episode. Hello, friends. How do you do? Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. (laughs) Yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and right now, as I put together this podcast, as an exercise, I have given myself the task of only using one arm. Yowza. Oh, the things we take for granted. I would say I'm all thumbs, but I'm only using one thumb because I'm still just using one arm. It's a disaster. Now, imagine living your life that way. Actually, you don't have to imagine because the woman in our story is about to tell you in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Take any ordinary, everyday activities and now pretend you're doing them with only one arm. Washing your hair with shampoo, chopping vegetables, carrying a heavy box, eating politely. But you know, that's not even the most challenging, important part of our story subject's life because there's something far more important than overcoming a physical disadvantage. And G.G. Williams is about to tell you what that is in this week's episode. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to field a listener's question and give the rest of you an opportunity to enter our sweepstakes drawing for a prize. Nope, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true testimony of Gigi Williams. Oh, good, you're awake. When can I see my baby girl, nurse? The doctor took her away so quickly. Yes. <clears throat> well, um, is your husband with you, Mrs. Maxwell? He, he's in the waiting room, watching the other six. Six children? Oh, my word. What a houseful. <laughs> a houseful indeed. Um, so... Well, maybe we should wait until the doctor and your husband get here. Oh, no, please. I want to count her fingers and toes. Yeah. About that. Oh, there she is now. Yes, but Mrs. Maxwell, um, if you'll just uh, Come just wait, Mama Chichi, my beautiful girl. Just a moment, ma'am. Um, let me help you take off her blanket. Oh, it's all right. I'm good at this by now. I could practically do it in my. <gasps> no, this can't be. No. Oh, no, nurse. Call the doctor. Now, Mrs. Maxwell, if you just try to stay calm. Calm? Something's wrong with my little girl. Call the doctor. Call him now. Now! (laughs) Shining the light of the world into the darkness. This is Unshackled. True life stories dramatized and produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Without a home, The homeless cannot change their lives. Their backs are against the wall. That's why Pacific Garden Mission provides a home, a place of refuge for hundreds of men, women, and children. Within the walls of the mission, the homeless receive nourishing food, physical and spiritual. Within the walls of the mission, they are safe when they sleep and helped when they're awake. 
to follow the way out of their predicament. The Mission Medical Services takes care of some of their physical hurts, while pastors and counselors address the needs of their souls, introducing them to the Ancient of Days. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3658 in the series, Unshackled, program that makes you face yourself and think. Sometimes it's hard to see the answers to the question, why? Gigi Williams would be forced to ask that question often throughout her life. The answers would always seem unfair. But could she still find the courage to rise above her circumstances? We'll find out in her true story, right now on Unshackled. When I was born, my mother expected a simple, uncomplicated birth, just like she had experienced with my six siblings. But instead, my parents were shocked and dismayed when I was born without a left hand and forearm. My birth defect was termed just one of those things with no known medical reason, but my parents were left with broken hearts and the daunting task of raising a child who would always have special needs. And as they searched for answers, each of them had to work through their own fears and anxiety about the future. Woo! They're finally asleep. All of them? Even Gigi. Uh, you're a good mom, Millie. I try, but I'm never sure I'm handling this right. But you are, as long as you keep treating her the same as our other six kids. I want her to be all she can be. Yeah, I worry about that. Sometimes I'm afraid. Afraid? Yeah, that, you know, maybe this is my fault. What? Maybe it's God's way of punishing me for things I did in the past. Harry... You know God doesn't treat his children that way. I know, but maybe... When you trusted Jesus as your Savior, your sins were forgiven and forgotten. Then why did this happen? Why, why us, Mill? Why not us? In our home, Gigi will know she's loved. That's what's most important. Still, it's got to be a rough journey for our little girl. I know. So... How do we help her? We give our broken hearts to God and stop asking why. I guess so. I know so. In this house, we're going to choose hope. And from that day on, we all chose hope. As a child, I found ways to compensate for my missing hand. I learned to play ball with my family by catching it between my right hand and my left upper arm. I could even jump rope, since I had sisters who were glad to swing the rope for me. Our family continued to grow, and we added three more siblings, each born healthy and whole. Growing up in the safety and security of a loving family, I never gave much thought to how different I was. But that was about to change on my first day of school. But I don't want to play with her. Why? She looks weird, Mr. Campbell. Yeah, make her go away! But girls, Gigi can be lots of fun. Gigi, can you come here for a minute? Okay. Now you girls be nice. Yes, Mr. Campbell? Gigi, these girls want to ask you some questions, right, girls? Well, uh, 
Maybe. I know I look funny with no arm. Well, what happened? Did you break it off? Gigi, you can answer them, but if you don't want to talk about it, it... No, it's okay. My mama told me that people will want to ask questions about my arm. It makes you look weird. Does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt. And I didn't break it off. I, I was born this way. But I can still do almost anything you can do. Just a little different. Watch, throw me that ball. Hey, you caught it! Yep. My mama said, once you know about my arm, you'll probably want to be my friend. So, uh, do you? Uh, okay, hey, want to jump rope with us? Oh, that's one of my best things, as long as you turn the rope. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't always that easy, but my parents constantly prepared me to face whatever happened with grace and dignity. When medical experts suggested I be fitted for a prosthesis while still in elementary school, they prepared me for yet another change, thinking that having the appearance of two arms would be a good thing. But though my teachers were supportive of my wooden arm, there was no hiding or explaining away the hook on the end of it. It was the first time I began to realize that my missing hand might always make me feel awkward. Captain Hook! Captain Hook! Stop that! Hey, Captain Hook! Did an alligator bite you? <laughs> Not Captain Hook! Can you catch a fish with that thing? Or swing from a tree? <laughs> yeah, like a monkey. Captain Hook the pirate monkey! Captain Hook the pirate monkey! Captain Hook the pirate monkey! <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> hey, freak! Where you going? Ha ha, she's running away. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna join the circus. Pirate monkey at the circus. Pirate monkey at the circus. When my siblings were around, they always came to my rescue when the teasing began. But when I had to handle things alone, I was too shy and embarrassed to defend myself. Instead, I took my broken heart to my mother. <laughs> All right, Gigi girl, stop your crying so we can talk. But they're so mean. Yes, they are. But honey, listen to me. People who treat you that way have some kind of deep hurt of their own. They do? But they're not like me. No, no, because their pain is the kind you can't see. Inside? Yes, honey, in their heart. People who hurt others are usually lashing out because they've been hurt too. But... <laughs> I didn't hurt them. I know, but just remember, you know something they don't. I do? You do. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by God himself. Your life is no accident. The Bible says God has a plan and a purpose for you. So no matter what anyone says about you, Gigi, you are God's creation, and his works are wonderful. God's creation. Those words changed my thinking and made me look beyond the outside to see a person's heart, even my own. It made me realize I needed to ask forgiveness for my own childish sins and receive what Jesus had done for me on the cross. So in our little home church with my childlike heart, I trusted Jesus as my savior. 
I knew my life might never be easy, but I was God's child, and I would trust him to direct my path. Soon, I was preparing for the big step into junior high. Whoa, Gigi, what's wrong? He called me handicapped. Who? That old man down the street. I'm not handicapped, am I, Dad? Well, Gigi, baby, uh, to some people, you seem to be. But it's because they only see your prosthesis. But I can do everything I need to do with one hand. Right, but... Therefore, I'm not handicapped, right? Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you're right. See? And that makes me wonder, maybe you don't need that wooden arm anymore. Well, I never wear it at home. And you get along fine without it. But if I stop using it, I'll look different again. Uh, true. My friends will probably hate it. It'll be too weird for them. Well, maybe at first. But you've learned how to handle that, haven't you? I guess so. What should I do, Daddy? Oh, Gigi, baby. I, I wish I could fix things for you, but this is one decision you need to make for yourself. I'll think about it and pray about it. And trust God to help you, with or without your wooden arm. My prosthesis had been with me so long, my friends had gotten used to it. Ooh, what would they think now if I decided to leave it behind? The teen years were coming when a person's appearance becomes so important. Would I still be accepted? Would a boy ever ask me for a date? Would I ever not feel self-conscious? Some of my biggest hurdles were yet to come, but I knew one thing for sure. I would choose to live without looking for pity and without the limitations usually placed on people who are different. And I knew that a decision like that might affect the rest of my life. And we'll get back to Gigi's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to Gigi's story. (music) 
I decided to leave my wooden arm behind and enter junior high and high school with the same hopes and dreams of most teenage girls. When people stared or questioned, I remembered my mother's wise advice and chose not to feel defeated. I also began praying for God to grant me the desire of my heart, a husband who would look beyond the outside and understand the real me. Though that seemed like a tall order, I trusted God with that desire. And it seemed my sister Crystal and her husband Don were determined to help set God's plan in motion. Let's hurry with these dishes so we can have dessert. Great. Don has already claimed the biggest piece of that yummy-looking cobbler. <laughs> I sure hope it's yummy. I made it. Try now, do your big sister. No, just trying my hand at baking, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Seems you've tried a lot of new things lately. Yep. You know, Dad got me that steering wheel device. I heard. And I am now a licensed driver. I knew it. That's great. So, maybe you're ready for another challenge? Like what? Well, Don has this friend. Oh, no. Crystal, if you're thinking of setting me up... I... He's a great guy, Gigi. Perfect for you. Yeah, but... His name's Terry. He's 22 and handsome. He has a job and a nice car and... Hey, okay, but, but did Don tell him, you know, that I'm not exactly like other girls? He told him the truth. You're the kindest, most... That's nice, that's nice, but um, just meet him, sis. Maybe it's providential. Crystal was sure I would like Terry, and when Don introduced us at church, there was no look of rejection on Terry's face. He didn't seem at all concerned or embarrassed that I had only one hand. Instead, he seemed like a caring and understanding man, a Vietnam veteran who had been through a lot himself. Once we started dating, I tried hard to relax and to be myself with him. I've never had such fancy food before, Terry. An amazing meal for an amazing lady. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Are you comfortable when you're with me, Gigi? Sure I am. Why? Well, because I noticed you draped your coat over your arm tonight to, I don't know, hide it, maybe? Well, I, I didn't want you to be embarrassed. <laughs> You don't have to do that. It's such a nice place. I was worried people might... No, please, don't worry when you're with me. Don't you understand? I love you just the way you are. Those words seemed sent from heaven straight to my heart. Terry even told me he had dreamed of marrying a girl like me. So, together, we began to seek God's will for our lives. At the ripe old age of 17, and with my family's permission, I decided to place my right, and only, hand in Terry's hand, and our lives in God's hands. As we stepped into the great adventure of marriage, I knew our lives together would be full of new experiences, but I wasn't sure how many challenges would face us. OK, 
Okay, little one, go to your Aunt Crystal while Mommy gets your bottle. You're amazing, Gigi. What? Why? You've learned to cope so well with things other people take for granted. <laughs> you mean like a one-handed mommy trying to diaper a squirming baby? <laughs> yes, exactly. How do you do it? Oh, practice. <laughs> you should have seen me when I learned to bathe this slippery little stinker. <laughs> you know, Gigi, you'd be an inspiration to people who need help handling their own problems. Yeah, you may be right. And that's why I've decided to go back to school. Really? Yeah. Terry and I think God could use me as an occupational therapist. Wow. You'd be perfect. But school and kids and a husband? That's a lot to handle. Yep. But we've prayed about it. And I think I can do it. Well, sis, if anybody can do it, you can. So... While raising two children, I completed the degrees I needed to help people with physical challenges find better ways of coping with their lives. It was more than a job. It was a calling that God had given me. And I especially loved working with children. They always taught me as much as I taught them. Whoa, Betty, what did that door ever do to you? I hate them! Who, honey? Stupid kids! They wouldn't hold my hand in the circle game. Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry. I know how that feels. They said my fingers make me look like a freak. Remember what I said about kids who made fun of my arm? That they're hurt? Right. They are hurting on the inside. I remember. And what do we say to kids when they do that? That I'm just as capable as they are. Yes. And you're courageous enough to prove it, too. Because it takes courage to be kind, especially when others are not being kind. Like when they laugh. Exactly. And if I can do it, you can too, Betty. Besides, you can do something they can't. Like what? <laughs> like tying your shoe with just one hand. I can do that really good. You taught me how, Mrs. Williams. Well, I bet they can't. Hey, yeah! <laughs> Hey, girls! Slow down, Betty, and don't... <laughs> Slam the door. It takes courage to be kind. As our family grew, we made sure our son and daughter understood that. Our lives were busy as Rich and Tara grew up and then moved away to their own families, but we always made time for each other. Terry was my rock. The one who always reminded me that real courage in life comes from trusting God. And we would need that courage when Terry was diagnosed with a debilitating form of diabetes. When it became clear that his disease had progressed so much that only the loss of his leg would save his life. It was a real gut check. Who was that on the phone? My supervisor. He approved my medical leave and said he'll be praying for us. That's nice. Well, oh, this is going to be something, you taking care of me. What? <laughs> like I've never taken care of you before? Yeah, right, but th this is different. Well, it will look kind of strange to see a one-armed lady pushing a wheelchair for a one-legged man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God... Sure has a sense of humor. We are now a matched set. Mm -hmm. 
He'll get us through this, Terry. He always has. I know. I've watched you cope for years. You never let anything stop you. And if I can do it... I can do it, too. <laughs> uh, with God's help, of course. Amen, sweetie. You know, hon, I'd like to go through that box we put together years ago. You mean our heaven-bound box? Yeah. All those pictures and home movies. <laughs> what memories? Terry. What? <laughs> Seems like now is a good time. Dear, you have plenty of time before we'll need that box. Hope so. <sighs> Come on, let's let's watch that DVD we made with about 40 years worth of family pictures, huh? It'll be fun. Now that could take a while. <laughs> I'll get the popcorn. <laughs> Terry's illness progressed so much that it wasn't long before we needed that heaven-bound box. And though I mourned such a painful loss, I was comforted knowing that Terry's life had been lived for his Savior. There was no doubt that Jesus was waiting to welcome my husband into his heavenly home. It was hard adjusting to life without Terry, but our precious daughter, Tara, comforted me as she held me in her arms and said, Poor mommy. She listened and didn't try to rush me through the grief process. Our son Rich stayed with me for a while and I was glad for the company as well as his help. As we cleaned out Terry's workspace in the garage, we shared laughter and tears, bringing healing to our wounded hearts. Rich, take a break. I brought you some iced tea. Thanks, Mom. You know, I see Dad in every corner of this garage. Yeah, he liked puttering around in here. Everything reminds me of him. Like his scooter? He loved this thing. <laughs> and the grandkids loved zipping around on it, too. <laughs> yeah. Dad sure loved Mackenzie and Jagger. <laughs> the loss of his legs never seemed to stop him. No, and he'd never let anything stop me, either. You know, Mom, that's a blessing. We were brought up knowing that with God's help and a little courage, we could accomplish anything. <laughs> and we did, too. We learned that from watching you and Dad. But now, without him, it seems too hard. Aw, Mom. Hey, remember the verse the pastor taught from on Sunday? Mm, the one in Hebrews? Yeah, here, I'll show you in Dad's old Bible. Um, wait, um, yeah, here, yeah, here we go. Hebrews 12.1 Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hmm. Trusting Jesus even when the race gets hard. Especially when the race gets hard. And you can do it, Mom. Dad wouldn't want it any other way. So I did what I knew Terry would want and moved forward in my life, trusting Jesus to lead me as he had all along. I loved working with kids, so even after I retired, I continued volunteering as a Sunday school teacher for the children of our church. <laughs> Those little souls made me confident in the future as I watched their faith grow and their kindness to others blossom. 
All right, children, go find your parents and get ready for church. Wow, sis, you survived. <laughs> now we know what mom dealt with while we were growing up. She had 10 of us around the clock. <laughs> and we were not the quiet type. <laughs> Gigi, I saw that little girl holding your little arm while you prayed. Yeah, how about that? Rosa wouldn't come near me at first. Said I looked too scary with just a little arm and no hand. What changed her mind? Bobby. Little Bobby? <laughs> yep. He told her God loves me just like I am. So instead of being afraid, she should have the courage to be kind. Little Bobby Mason said that? Yep. Said if he could be courageous, so could she. Sounds like something you taught him, sis. Mm, I hope so, Crystal. I sure do hope so. People have sometimes asked how I stay so positive during so many trials. I have to admit, it isn't always easy. But God has a plan and a purpose for everyone, and he never leaves us to face our problems alone. I've seen God take situations that seemed impossible and use them for his glory. And I've watched broken spirits rise up and find the courage to keep on trying when they let God step in. The Bible says, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. In every storm of life, I've known that my right hand is firmly held in God's mighty hand. So when something makes me wonder, why me? I've learned to look to God and choose courage. And if I can do it, you can too. What a wonderful outlook Gigi has on life. That's really something. Trusting in God's promise to us and also believing in God's view of us as his children, regardless of what may be on the outside or what others say. Psalm 139 declares, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. <laughs> Do you believe that, friend, that God's works are marvelous? and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Well, his word is true. If you've been listening to our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, you know that uh, we've been answering questions from listeners. And the following question has come up numerous times from interested parties. How have we been dealing with recording the show during this pandemic? Well, <laughs> very carefully. Uh, initially, we had to put a pause on recording the show at the outset of the pandemic, but Shortly thereafter, oh, uh, I think it was around uh, uh, mid-April or May of last year, we began recording the show in an off-premises studio and bringing the actors in one at a time to record their parts, which is how we're doing it today. Then, after the recording, our audio engineer, Don Badorf, and recording engineer, David Pierczynski, put all the scenes together in order of conversation and sequence like a <laughs> big jigsaw puzzle, which I'm sure they have thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, just kidding. 
typically when we're not in the midst of a pandemic, we record the show together with all the actors and the sound effects and the music in front of a live audience. And that is great. It's incredible. It's a wonderful experience. And someday, hopefully soon, we'll get back to that. In the meantime, we're grateful we're able to continue recording and producing quality storytelling through the Ministry of Unshackled. So, if you have a question or comment for us here at Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, something you may be curious about or even want to share with us, you can write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can also share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And folks, we really do appreciate your input and encouragement. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. Okay, here's the prize for our upcoming sweepstakes contest. A beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And I believe the scripture uh, on this particular plaque is... Hebrews 11.6, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And folks, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. Um, It's been sawn from a tree branch or a log, and it looks like it. And, uh, and it's cut in such a way so as to keep as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. It's been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that, uh, well, that God created. So all you have to do to enter our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org. And give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of this sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced on April 5th. But the deadline for entry is March 31st. And next time... You want to repeat what you just said? No, I just... You just what? Huh? Mama? Please tell me, not in front of the kids. I will do whatever I want, whenever I want. And you ain't never going to stop me. Come here! Please don't! Just shut your mouth. I'm going to teach you a little lesson. Mama! Shut up, kid! I'll start on you next. No. His name was Tommy. Even though I was only four or five, I hated Tommy with all my heart. Tommy isn't the one who's been holding you back. Then who is? You. Huh? Thomas, you could be anything you set your mind to. For one young man, the search for a father's voice took him to places he never imagined. I'm leaving home. I'm my own man now. I'm going to determine my own destiny. He had no idea just how far that quest would lead him. I I am my own man. Look at me. You're doing a pretty lousy job with your own man. Be sure to catch part one of the true story of Thomas Irvin on the next Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Gigi Williams were Connie Foster, Mara Kate Burns, Jennifer Dimmitt, Shaz Campbell, Demetrius Troy, and Tom McElroy. Original music and audio engineer, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Recording engineer, David Perchinski. Script, Karen Knight. All right, folks, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, 
unless our Lord returns before then. I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.